I'm Daryl. I'm Sean. I'm Bucky Barnes. And you're listening to The One Below None, a podcast covering all things MCU. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the eighth installment of The One Below None, the superhero show's podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Make sure you guys follow and subscribe on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere you get your podcasts. Today we're covering episode eight of WandaVision, previously on. But before we dive into the breakdown of the episode, we got a couple headlines from Marvel. During a virtual television critics association press tour when pressed, Kevin Feige spoke on the Netflix characters, being Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Punisher, Iron Fist, because it was rumored earlier in the week that their rights had reverted back. But, you know, Feige plays coy as usual, but he recognizes that those shows have very big fan bases. Now, do we think that this could mean something later? I mean, I know we touched on it a little bit, especially regarding Spider-Man 3 and Charlie Cox, but... Like, what do we think long-term regarding these characters? So we got a very uh, short list of actors we actually want in the MCU. I think we can all agree on Charlie Cox and John Berthel. Whether they play the characters they played on Netflix, though, is going to be the big tell. Recast everyone. But I like Jessica Jones, too. I like Jessica Jones. Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter, yeah. I like her. Recast them all. No, I would just say Iron Fist and and Luke Cage. Just recast them, too. The Netflix universe no longer exists. Recast them all. Damn, that's tough. Because who else can... I mean, I'm sure we could see somebody else playing Daredevil, but do we really want to see someone else playing Daredevil? I don't. I'm good. I, I, I got my Daredevil. Charlie Cox. We're good. I mean, I don't really want to see anybody else playing Punisher aside from John Bernthal. Me, I mean, same. Same. I think I think John Bernthal was hands down the best Punisher we've had in live action. We've had four, so that is saying yes. something. He's hands down the best. When I was growing up, Punisher was one of my favorite anti-heroes because how violent and vicious he was. Like, he would do anything to make sure the mission was complete. And John Berthold portrayed that. Charlie Cox cast as Norman Osborn. John Berthold cast as Craven the Hunter. No, I don't see him being Craven the Hunter. Well, uh, a militarized version. You know who I see being Craven the Hunter? Um, what's my man that played in True Blood? He played um Deathstroke. Joe, yeah, Man- Joe, Jello, yeah, Man- Jello yeah. or yeah. however you I've pronounce seen him his name. I see him being Craven the Hunter. Flash Thompson in a uh, Raimi yeah. Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I can see him being Craven the Hunter. Yeah, he could be a good Craven. So would Jason Momoa. Yeah, Jason Momoa would be too. Yeah, a couple people would be good Cravens. I mean, it probably won't be any of them, but hmm. uh, yeah, John Bernthal is Craven. It could be interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the next bit of news we have, there's like only two things, nothing crazy. Uh, we finally have a title for Marvel Studios Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man No Way Home, released in December 17th of this year. Tom Holland has repeatedly stated no Tobey Maguire, no Andrew Garfield. He also stated that this is his last film under contract with both studios. And he's also stated that Sony and Marvel have already planned out the future of Spider-Man. So, I mean, make of that what you will. What the hell does that mean? That he's out of contract, but they have plans. He threw shit at the wall. Okay. <laughs> Did it stick? Did it we'll stick? We'll find out. We about to talk <laughs> about it. So, so what do we think about this title? No way home. Like, what what could that signify? I'm seeing multi worlds, multi dimensions. I that's what I'm seeing. 
multi-universes. That's what I'm getting from the title. No way home. I think we're gonna put him in a situ or they're gonna put him in a situation where his villain isn't his typical MCU villain. I don't know if we're getting Spider-Verse though. I don't know. It could be a nod more than that actually is Spider-Verse, but he might be facing um what's the damn, what's the villain from the Spider-Verse comics? Morland. So he might be facing a Morland type where the motherfucker is going to get him out of his comfort zone, which it could be a nod closer to what, what's happening in New York than it is to what's happening in the universe. You know, the idea that he's this wanted man and that he has, so to speak, no way home. I am looking forward to it because I've heard from Tom Holland that they just got finished shooting probably the biggest action scene ever shot in a movie ever. And it took him a month to do it. That's wild. A month for one single scene for an action sequence. Yeah, action sequence. I don't know. I don't. It know. took him a month to do it, and like it's going to be nuts. So, and we already seen Infinity War. We seen End Games, and we're like, "Yo, these are nuts." For him to have, for, and he was in them. So for him to have this statement, it's it's a, that's saying a lot. Yeah, it's definitely saying a lot. It's hyping this movie up big time. It's it, there's a lot of hype going into this shit. We were talking earlier uh, in the week about what what No Way Home could possibly mean. And based on things that Sony has said before and things that Kevin Feige has said before, we kind of think that at the end of this movie, Peter is probably in the Sony universe and he'll probably be there for a couple years and then make his way back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know. I don't know. This is this is crazy. This is crazy. We'll see what happens. Just to touch on something, you know what I think is crazy? They gave the director of the Spider-Man franchises a new project in Fantastic Four. Kind of like rewarding him, but knowing that he may never get to touch his baby again. His uh, franchise baby. Well, I mean, I kind of think that they feel if Spider-Man is to get another trilogy, let's say, I mean, I'm under the firm belief he's getting three solo trilogy. He's getting three solo trilogies. I, I really think that. I don't think they're going to use the same director for all three trilogies. I think that John Watts is good for the adolescent Peter Parker. Then you get another director for his college years. Then you get another director for his adult years. I think that you should definitely do that. You don't want to have the same guy doing the shit over yeah. and over and over. You and need over. a different tone. Yeah, yeah, that should have get stale. So it goes further to what you were saying that this is kind of the end of the Spidey run for right now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't, I don't know. It's it's tough because I don't think it's the end of the Spidey run because I think he's going to be in the Sony movies now. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm about to say, it's kind of hard to say that because Sony they need Spider Man. Well, MCU wise, no, Sony needs Spider Man. Not MCU. Sony needs Spider Man. No, I'm talking about uh, the end of the Spider Run. Oh, in the MCU. In the MCU yeah. for now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess his character will still be developing. Just off camera, like they love to do. No, no, no. It'll be developing in Sony movies because it's the same character. He's just going to be in that universe. And then at the conclusion of that, maybe he'll come back to this universe. But he's taking all that experience with him, he's taking what he's got here with him over there. And don't be surprised if we find out that th- these movies he's going to appear in are co-financed by Marvel Studios or Disney. Facts. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They're, because they're, I thought that's how the contract was kind of renegotiated to begin with, that Marvel was going to help them produce their other movies. I, I don't know. I, I know it was for just No Way Home, an appearance in an MCU film, mm-hmm. and it's that Marvel or Disney is footing 25% of the bill to mm-hmm. get more on the return. But, Which is crazy in a post-COVID world, because... I don't know if any return is going to be what it used to be. Yeah, well, I mean, shit, they made a deal before. <laughs> yeah, no. It's you know, like, damn. But you think about it, that's why it's all the way out in December. Yeah, now. Yeah. yeah Sony was- ain't stupid. They, like, this ain't no summer movie. Like, we need to get this out late. Late in the year, as humanly possible, so we get as much money back when it's as humanly possible. Yeah, push it back. Shoot. They need to just Disney Plus for everything for free not for thirty dollars it's all right i heard that widow is being released on that same weekend as spider-man 3 so all right let's talk about wandavision <laughs> let's not let's not slide down the slippery slope that is black widow right. i'm not even trying to go down that rabbit hole all right um I'm over. So everyone's talking about free britney i'm talking about free widow free widow free free net <laughs> <laughs> Get some t-shirts. <laughs> the willow, the, the widow silhouette, and it just says free net with a hashtag. Man, start it. Everyone, everyone in the comment section. Let's get it going. But that's on her, Mike. I, I feel what Kevin Feige is trying to do. He's trying to get a paid because she got a lot of back-end deals tied into this movie. So if it pops off and it's a hit, she's she, she's going to get paid. So I, I feel what he's trying to do. But for us as fans, we're like, yo, my nigga, like, how about y'all just pay her, release the movie, and we can be over with this shit. But that goes back, that goes full circle. Me and Daryl always talk about Disney just needs to raise the price of Disney Plus. You can't compete in this world of streaming services with their price point because they're so cheap that they have to charge for these movies to come out. Like HBO Max is $15. Netflix is damn near $20. Hell yeah. That shit crazy. So it's like, these companies, they're making the money that they can say, yo, we're dropping these movies. But we, we got the money. But Disney can't say that as of right now. Their price point is way too low. And their price point ain't going to get up any higher anytime soon because you even look at Netflix, that was over years of incremental growth. Yeah, because what, Disney Plus just raised theirs. Yeah, they just raised theirs. Yeah. Like, I just looked at my bank account like, damn, 19 dollars for Netflix. Like, fuck, that's like $20 a month. Damn. All right, let's... uh. Not talk about our personal finances regarding streaming services and our budgets. Um, let's talk about well, one of the shows being provided by the streaming services in our budgets. Let's talk about episode eight of WandaVision previously on. Um, couple big things from the episode. Uh, one thing that I noticed off the rip: no Monica, no Darcy, no Jimmy Woo. Our big three were not in this episode at all. This episode wasn't about them, like. We didn't need we didn't need to see what's going on with them. Like we're, we're, I'm still curious what's going on with Monica, but the rest we don't need to know worry about. Like this was an episode that answered questions. So I always figured that they would package up this end of the show. I feel like in like a two part close. And in this last episode, I mean the episode before the one we just got, they gave us spectrum all the way to the point of Wanda, where we would get our conflict. In this episode, we're now as the audience getting caught up to everything that's happened with Wanda. So that I think in the third, in the final close, uh, the next week's episode, we're going to get 
our conflict, our, our huge fight. Uh, White Vision and Sword versus Spectrum, Wanda, and Hex Vision. Spectrum, Wanda, Hex Vision, Fiatro, uh, <laughs> possibly Wiccan and Speed. Agnes. Uh, yeah, Agnes. so many people are in this fucking fight. Um, shit, who knows? Dottie may come outside and, and, and get in on it. Like, it's so much shit that's happening. The mailman might come around and get in on it. Like, this shit is ridiculous right they now. They got know because... I kind of look at IMDb for the cast, see how many episodes they're in. And Donnie's only credited for like two episodes. And I've only seen her two already. She's been in three. Well, three. Well, she's been in three? Yeah. She's right. in the, the first episode we see her. She's in the episode where she's with her husband. And he asks her, she asks him if the glasses make her look fat. And then we just saw her when in the, not this episode, the previous episode. Yeah. Outside. Yeah. So I don't know. She could pop up again. Who knows? Who knows? This shit is crazy. This shit is crazy. But grades like one through ten. Uh, short. Oh, this was this was a ten. Okay. It was a sad ten, like a sad ten. Okay. Okay. Buck. What yeah, you they uh they did a great job in turning the knife. A lot of the episode was explanation, uh, explanation that we desperately needed on the show. On the breakdown part, we'll get into that. But if we're giving grades. Great episode, super sad. They were giving us what we expected and needed, so I'm going to hold to a solid, uh, mm, I want to say nine, eight and a half, but nine, nine is fine. I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, um, oh, 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 damn, Daryl, it's like the lowest. <laughs> the, is first, the lowest for you giving it? The first two episodes, I gave sevens, too. Oh. Yeah, I give this a seven, mostly because the things that we've seen, aside from her storm and sword mm-hmm. were things that we already knew that, yeah, that, that we didn't necessarily need to see. And no. if you had never watched the movies, if you had just watched the show, you would get these things that already happened. Based there were some things we found out that we didn't know about. That's what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying that aside from her storm and sword, mm-hmm. the things that we saw previously, like we've, we've known about, like we we've known about the missile. We've known about the experimentation. And if that was the experimentation, I thought Hydra scientists would be a little more sophisticated than just go into a room and touch that. You know, I thought they but experimenting. Or when it comes back to the missile, we knew about the missile, but we didn't know about the missile. What, what do you mean we didn't know about Yeah, the no, he's right. He's right. We didn't know the idea but that that whole she stopped story, that. yeah, she was yeah. controlling it. Okay, that part is interesting, but we didn't need we didn't need the visual for everything else. And then the story didn't even match up with the story that Pietro told in Age of Ultron. They changed the story up completely. So that took me out of it in itself. But all of that shit for me unnecessary. Like we didn't need those first two parts of it. The the Agatha's part, the Salem witch trials, that part was cool. I'll give it that. But even then, I'm asking a lot of questions now. But I give it a seven. I, I think that that for traditionally a series penultimate episode, that's when shit kicks up. This is usually what kicks off the third act of something. When you get the reveals and all the explanation. And even then, there's tons of reveals we still don't have. So I don't know. I, I've got a, I've got a, uh, I'm kind of concerned about the finale. No, I'm not. No, nah, it should be all right. I just said I feel like they've set they spent basically all these episodes we watched setting up this conflict that we're finally gonna get. And 
we may not get our answers. Seeing the pacing of the show, we might have to get comfortable with the idea that we're going to have more questions than answers. But I think we're still going to get our final conflict. We're going to get a, a good final splash page of cool. This is cool. This is interesting because your whole attitude on the series has kind of changed now. Bro, before, I've been beat that. Because before you were very, if this show ends with more questions than answers, did it fail as a series and all these other things? And now it seems like you're okay with where it's headed. I was taught watching this that you're going to get filler. And at the end of the day, you you may not make your comic book faithful happy, but you will be able to close your show and still have a standalone box that you could sell. You know what I'm saying? So by the end of this, if Sword and all these people come into a head and everyone fights and whatever happens, Wanda doesn't die, no one dies, it kind of stays the same. The ground's pretty much set on where it could go. You know, uh, the idea that the hex could get bigger is is always after they showed it, it is now common knowledge. So I feel like we already know where it's going. We just haven't put it together yet. All right. Y'all want to break down this episode? Let's get Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the episode opens with a flashback of Agatha Harkness during the Salem witch trials. Now, this was a period where people were accused of witchcraft in colonial Massachusetts between February 1692 and May 1693. 30 people were found guilty, 19 of whom were executed by hanging, 14 women and five men. Now, the twist here is that Agatha is being tried by her own coven. Now, before we see a little bit of that Disney money put to work, she's being accused of practicing the darkest of magic by her mother, the wickedest of the witches, and stealing knowledge above her age and station. Like, what does that mean? She's being accused by her mother. So she's saying you're stealing knowledge above the age and station. Like basically, you are at this level of high, at hierarchy witches. Like you're still learning. That's the conclusion I came to. For some reason, Agatha has been drawing parallels in my head to Cassilius from Doctor Strange, a, a person who who figured it out and was like, "Well, that's not fair. How are you allowed to do this and I'm not?" And then revolted against it. And I feel like Agatha had. I guess she's had. She had an easier time manipulating whatever uh, uh, source power that she's taken from or, or drawn from. I have a theory that it could be from the dark dimension in Dormammu. What's darker than the devil and witchcraft? The dark dimension. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Maybe next week I'll touch on that. But I think that she is a prodigy in herself, a witch prodigy, just like Cassilius was a prodigy for sorcerers and Strange was a prodigy for sorcerers. I think Agatha, and we see this later in the episode, is having a hard time finding another witch who had an easier time doing everything she had to do and grind for. Yeah, that's the vibe I was getting. Like, she was being hated on for being a prodigy, for being a genius, you know? Mm. And that's that's kind of fucked up. But, I mean, back then, because we find out that Agatha is, is what, 350 years old? Damn yeah. near. 330 years old. But um, who's to say they weren't there for hundreds of years before that? It, it, true. Very true. Very true. So after she gets accused of that, she replies, I cannot control it if only you would teach me. Now, could something or someone be manipulating Agatha or is she a prophesized bad witch? Was she the Scarlet Witch thought to be the Scarlet Witch prior to Wanda popping up? Good question. I haven't thought about that. Well, let me just add something then. I think the labeling is something that she could probably find in the dark hold where it's like a description of your witch type. You know what I'm saying? 
because not to spoil the end of the breakdown, but when she calls her the Scarlet Witch, she doesn't say it guessing. She finds she's like, ah, I finally understand. It was like a moment of clarity, like, ah, hex magic, uh, creating your own uh, things and all this other shit. You're the Scarlet Witch. Like she had a reference, I think, personally. Yeah, yeah, because she said it real definitively. Do you yeah, think like, for the witches in their covenant, the Scarlet Witch is like this witch who's omnipotent, who's going to come at some point in time in their lives? Like fables being told about them, like this witch existed before or is going to exist again. She's going to be reincarnated somehow. Like a Christ figure? Yeah. Or, or a Zora High? Or the yeah. prince that was promised? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I was thinking about the dragons, because there are different dragons. Yeah, it's it's... It's an interesting theory. Because you said you're the Scarlet Witch. Was there another Scarlet Witch before? Or they just know that at some point in time, there's going to be a witch who's going to be all powerful. Well, Marvel Comics alert. In the books, the Scarlet Witch is a title that's been passed down from generation to generation. It's actually in Wanda's family. Her mother, her birth mother was the Scarlet Witch and prior to her, her mother as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this is after she's been stricken from being a mutant and all that stuff but that's another conversation we'll get into later so they attempt to prosecute her and instead she seemingly drains all of them of their magic and life force eventually taking her mother's brooch and did you notice that like when her mother started using her magic on her yeah like crown yeah like like that was is that the the head witch headpiece or that's what i that's what i came to a conclusion of it was like a crown like scarlet witches uh, kind of. Like, yeah. it, but it wasn't like the crown that she wore, but the silhouette of it was. Yeah, yeah it was. It was something like, like if if you're, I don't know, because Agatha doesn't have one, mm. so I don't know. It's interesting. But okay, after she kills her mother, she takes her brooch and then she leaves, and it's the same brooch that we see her wearing throughout the series. We go back to Agatha's lair, and Wanda attempts to fight back against Agatha, but can't due to pre-existing spells or runes that have been set perplexed that Wanda doesn't know the basic fundamentals of witchcraft, Agatha goes to break down what Wanda is actually doing with the Hex and shuts down all theories of Evan Peters being Pietro from the Fox universe. And she also killed theories about Singer Scratchy and the Cicada using them as pets and then feeding the fly to the rabbit. That was crazy because I like, like that's all this episode did was shoot down fucking theories. <laughs> like, yeah, well, well we it, got our answers. That's, that's important. Left and right. I mean, goodness. Yo, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to move past that senior scratchy shit too quick though, because she's still referred to, to. Oh, she doesn't know us. She doesn't know the real us or whatever. She finally gets to meet the real us, and it could be lightning a big reveal going forward. Like she said, transmutation. The rabbit may not be a rabbit. Like that's not that hard to do. Yeah, and she she's very attached to senior scratchy. You see, she didn't play none of that magic shit on him. <laughs> oh, yeah, nah. She turned a cicada into a bird, then flew it towards him and turned him back into a fly. Senior Scratchy could be... Who could Senior Scratchy be? Mephisto? Nah. <laughs> That's like yeah. the biggest thing. Who's Mephisto? Yes. It could be, right? Yeah. Hey, I, think hey, so, I, I think it's her husband. Like She's talking... Like, I think it's her husband. What what if Ralph. his name is Ralph Mephistopheles? What if that's his last name? Yeah, because you're talking about before the before he turned or the full name. No, no, his full name, Mephistopheles. That's the full name. 
We'll see. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. crazy. We'll see. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen next week. All right. So she then goes on to tell us and Wanda that she was attracted to Westview because of the afterglow of so many spells cast at once, specifically mind control and transmutation. Now, Agatha's more than impressed calling what Wanda is doing magic on autopilot and wants to know how she's doing. How do we feel about Agatha's motivation basically being insatiable curiosity? Like, like she, she's like um, Siler from Heroes, basically. She just wants to see how shit works. How do, like, is that good enough motivation for y'all? Yeah, it is for me. It is for me. Because for her being, or for her being a witch and she thought she's probably the only one all powerful, then she's looking at this person like, all right, how the hell are you doing this without any knowledge of it? About even trying it's like Soto said earlier, Agatha could have been a prodigy. She bust her ass, she trained, she went through all the books, but you're doing all this with just pure emotion. How is it happening? I want to know. We all got points in time when we learn something, we see something, and we just want to know how it works. And we go in deep dives. I need to watch every video, read every book on the subject, because I need to know how it works, because I'm curious. So it's like, I'm okay with that. Me as a man, I go through the moments all the time. When I learn something new, I'm like, oh, this is, this. I'm very curious in this. Then I got to go on a deep dive and figure out and learn more about it. I just want to continue off of that point. I think this is a bigger reveal than we want to give it credit for, because I think as much as we like to reach for a Mephisto type, Agatha is actually being positioned as the big bad in this show. And I don't think there's much a, a over her. And I don't, it, even if there is, Next episode is not going to give us give us that. I think the next episode positions are big bads, Agatha and Sword, the director Sword against our semi protagonist, and we get to finally see Wanda unleash the reveal of no one being bigger than Agatha is is what I'm going to take from that. Yeah, that's cool, but the motivations of just curiosity it doesn't sit well with me with the way she went about things. If she was just curious, like, get married, fuck, have a kid, give me the kids. So many steps. Just just to, I understand. She wanted to get her into the basement where she had no power so she could finally ask questions. But instead of, like, having her down there and then just asking questions, she had to imprison her and then do everything else. And Wanda wasn't trying to fight back initially. She was just listening, but I, I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't, the, the curiosity isn't enough for me for this character in this situation. Like she went through way too many steps, but I, I don't know. I could see Friday's episode and it could change everything. You know, it could make everything make sense. But, but as of right now, it just doesn't sit well with me. So after we get all of that, Agatha's asking Wanda, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? She has no answer. So then Agatha's like, you know what, Wanda, this is your life. And then she takes her through, uh, somebody said it was like a Christmas carol. So she takes her through different traumatic experiences in her life. First stop, Sokovia, 1999. Here we meet Oleg and Arena Maximoff, and they're not the actors from the commercials. Another theory shot down. And 10-year-old Pietro and Wanda. Here we see where the sitcom aspect of the series came from. Did we ever talk about that? Where these sitcoms came from? 
possibly? Did we ever theorize on that? I, I know I talked we to somebody. Said that that's things that she watched as a kid. Right. Yeah, I think we kept it basic. Yeah, I thought we talked about that. So, so. It, that came true. She yeah. watched them as a kid. So we see them watching the sitcoms. Um, and Oleg has one of the most impressive TV DVD sitcom collections I've ever seen. Was and it DVD or VHS? DVDs. DVD. It's 99, bro. Come yeah, on. you're true. It was no VHS. And we get a, a, a we finally see the scene that Pietro talked about in Age Ultron, but we didn't see that scene. We saw a remix of it. And Wanda maybe uses hex magic, a probability spell, which is her, her power, her first powers in the comics to stop the missile that killed their parents. And that's what I was saying earlier. We never, when we watched the previous movies, we never realized that she had magic then. We thought that the Mind Stone unlocking abilities that she had. But no, her abilities are already there. They were just in an infantile state. So she used her abilities then to protect them. Okay. Now, based on what you just said, if if Wanda is a mutant, and based on what we know about mutants, mm-hmm. then we would have we would have figured, all right, the powers were already there. They were latent. They were infantile, mm-hmm. as you say, and they mm-hmm. were just needed a kickstart to to jump up a level. So to go off of your mutant thing, I want to say that that little statement you added, the probability uh, magic. I want to say that's a that's a nod to Domino, the idea that all powers and mutant manifestations aren't all visuals, and uh, yeah, I think that's a Domino nod. Well, I mean, it's it's a nod to Wanda's actual powers, but yeah, Domino has probability um, powers as well. That's that's her her luck. That's the same exact shit. Hers are more potent than Wanda's, but yeah, it's the same thing. I don't know. I didn't think the scene was necessary. We've we've. No, I like it. Yeah, I like the scene. I personally like super sad. Yeah, personally, super sad. Oh, most definitely super sad, super sad. But I mean, even for Agatha, that wasn't enough to give her the answers that she needed. So then she takes us to the Hydra facility where Wanda and Pietro were experimenting on with the Mind Stone. Like they couldn't get Dr. Liss. They couldn't get Strucker. They got two no-name dudes. Yeah, that was kind of disappointing. And then the, the experimentation itself, just go in this room and touch the stone. But we see uh, Wanda gets a vision of the Scarlet Witch or a glimpse into her destiny. So what y'all think about that? I like that. For a minute, I thought it was something else. I had to rewatch it again. I'm like, all right, that's her. The thing that interested me more than her seeing the Scarlet Witch was how the Mind Stone opened up to her. Like, we were just talking about this off camera, where obviously the, the stone didn't leave the casing. It didn't, it didn't move the mm-hmm. scepter at all. But in Wanda's eyes, and basically to the eyes of someone that's worthy, the stone levitated and came to her. She opened to her. Right, open to her, showed her the gem inside and showed her all the knowledge. Like, it was a trailer shot. And this whole time, I was assuming that it was a trailer shot of them re-showing Wanda looking into a broken mind stone when she destroyed it. But no, this was her initial contact with it. It opened up to her, it showed her the true secrets of the universe. And the coolest part about that shit, later on when they show us her creating vision, it looks like some of that Mind Stone that rubbed into her, her yeah. psyche, her deep psyche, was used to create vision. And that's fucking crazy. That goes into the post-credit scene with something that Tyler Hayward says. When they awaken Vision's true body, he said, we tore his body and put it together so many times. Whoever knew we just needed 
power from the main source. Oh yeah, true. So that the jumps sh- back into that scene, like yeah, she has that power, that reality stone power in her mind stone. The crazy shit is the mind stone, right? Is a supercomputer, mm-hmm. right? That's the way Tony explained it. Is it's basically its own brain synapses. If the mind stone fried, right, fried its 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 brain uh, schematics in the in the Wanda's brain, right. Mm-hmm then she would be able to, in turn, create a Vision replicate, an exact clone of what Vision would be like with mm-hmm. the Mind Stone. So that's fucking crazy. And then the idea that they were able to take residual energy from the Hex Dome that the... That's basically the Mind Stone. Right, who's basically Wanda, who's basically the Mind Stone, the Mind Stone. and use it to take it from the drone and power White Vision. And power Vision. Now... I was listening to something where they were talking about that specifically, the the siphoning energy from the drone to power something. And they were like, where are they getting this technology? I was like, hold on now. That's not that impressive because back in the 1940s, Hydra was siphoning energy off the Tesseract for weapons. Yeah. So, so that's not that impressive. But And it, it, in Dark World, uh, uh, Jane Foster was able to, tell the Asgardians that the Soul Forge that they were using to check her molecular data and shit was something that they had on Earth. So yeah, it wouldn't be a stretch to say that someone would be able to, you know, siphon siphon energy, right? Right, yeah, yeah. We've seen it done before already in Captain America. Yeah, Yeah. so this was, this is definitely just an evolution of it. Yeah. If if no one thought that that was possible, then evidently they haven't watched an MC yet. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, hold on now. That and that's in the 40s. That's damn what's that 80 years ago? Yeah, in MCU. And Hydra had and Hydra had that ability then. Yeah, like come on now. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Um fuck so, out you, of here. <laughs> so after the whole thing with the infinity stone, you think that would be enough for um Agatha, but she needs more information. So she takes Wanda to Avengers Compound right after Age of Ultron. And all right, th- this part got me. Like the show does an effective job of projecting Wanda's feelings on the viewer. And throughout this episode, it's it's due to Elizabeth Olsen's performance and oh, the man. development of this character over the last six years. Like she's she, never starred in anything. She's been a side character, but you get to these scenes in this episode and you care. Like you tear up and it gets you. And it's like Marvel Studios, it's it's insane. Kevin Feige. I don't want to interrupt you because you're going on you go you killing it right now. But I want to see, I want to let this be known. She is the better actor out of all the Olsen, out of all the Olsen sisters. Oh, by far. By, by far. far. <laughs> by like far. She's the better actor. She's not the richest, though. Definitely not. <laughs> And doing MCU movies ain't going to make her the richest either. No, <laughs> After watching this series, we all watched Full House growing up. We all watched the Olsen Twins movies growing up. It's like, no, your, your younger sister got y'all. Like, she got y'all. Yeah, yeah. Literally. She evolved. Yeah, yeah. She's she's definitely, she owns this character. At yes. Because definitely in the beginning, I mean, with that fucked up accent i was like yo they could have cast anybody for this shit mm-hmm. but now but you they- guys you guys see them poking fun at the accent this whole time the whole yeah episode, they always do season. it and i love it when agatha was like it really comes and goes doesn't it yeah 
And then when she's back at their house, they're like, there, that accent goes. <laughs> yeah, all right, so just to touch on uh, the Civil War, the pre-Civil War, post-Age uh, of Ultron scene, um, watching Vision and Wanda fall in love, the most unlikely of pairings, is heartbreaking. Yeah, it, we know the future. We know the future for Vision. We know he's going to pass. We know the future for Wanda. After that, she's going to have to watch Vision pass twice. We know that they're able to make each other feel better, but then they're going to have to fight each other in Civil War. <laughs> like, we already see these, these precursors set in, in the Marvel timeline. So to go back and revisit things before it happens, like, all right, this is before they fell in love. Oh, that's sweet. That's emotional. That's touching. The robot was able to help her emotionally. You know, it just... It kind of it's a smile at itself. And it, the Tin Man had a heart. You know, it was it was very touching. Very touching uh, scene. Very touching scene. The show's deep. The show is super deep. It's super layered. Sometimes I think it's too smart for its own good. Um, but it, 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 when it when it touches on the trauma of Wanda, it it, it excels. It really does. Um, even then. <laughs> Agatha still needs more. And despite Wanda's pleas, we get to the fun stuff. Wanda goes to S.W.O.R.D. headquarters to retrieve Vision's body. She meets Hayward. He's a dick. Did it seem like he insinuated resurrection to Wanda? Oh, yeah. No. She didn't think of that until he said it. <laughs> but one thing one thing I love, one thing I got from that scene that actually was heartbreaking and made me hate Hayward more, is like all the bullshit he said, like, oh, Vision didn't want this for his body decreeing his will, but then we find out that Wanda was the next kin. So who the fuck gives Tyler Hayward in the U.S. government decision to say, oh, right, this is $3 billion worth of vibranium. We have control or say so what, what goes on. it. The Sokovia Accords. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Fuck the listen, Sokovia Accords. Listen, all right. I said this off camera. I'm going to say it here. This is my hot take. Tachaka, King Tachaka made his presence known after Ultron used a bunch of illegally seized vibranium to attack the world. Where's T'Challa? Where's the Black Panther? There's that goes three... to my point, because the vibranium doesn't belong to us at all. Right. Where's T'Challa? $3 billion worth of vibranium that is in American government's hands. Where's T'Challa? Where's the Panther? Where are the, the, the war dogs in ready to infiltrate S.W.O.R.D. to retain and obtain its vibranium. Where's Shuri? How S.W.O.R.D. walked into fucking Wakanda and said, yo, we're taking his body. The world was devastated. Half the population got erased. True, true, damn, true. You're right, Daryl. Where's the download? Where's the vision download that she was working on before the Infinity War attacked? No answers? Good, because that's where I'm going with my speculation. Dig this. I think the reason that they went and took Vision was remember Thunderbolt Ross was on Cap's ass in them when they made it to the Avengers facility in Infinity War and he was like, oh, Rhodey, arrest him. And then he was like, oh, I know where to go. Remember the Sokovia Accords and that whole push was in teamwork with Wakanda. King T'Chaka dying and forcing this Accords to get signed was to appease the king of Wakanda T'Challa. 
So in an act of good faith, if Thunderbolt Ross, who was hot on the trails of the Avengers going to Wakanda, came and showed up and was like, well, as an act of good faith, we want that the body of Vision. You know, he signed the accord, which he did. People forget Vision signed the accord. So the one thing Cap was scared of has happened now. The government yep. has seized control of an Avenger. And now we get to see what happens. And this is why Cap didn't want to sign the accord. This like I had this conversation about Captain America the other day with one of our listeners. And I like the one thing I love about she's like, oh, isn't Captain America like Superman? I said, no, Captain America is nowhere in like Superman. Superman's a tool, and anything the government says, Superman does. Captain America is one superhero that, yeah, he, he runs with the government. But as soon as the government steps out of line, he's like, fuck you. I will go to war against the entire country. And she's like, she sat there and thought about it, and she's like, you know, you're absolutely right. Like, that's what separates them. Captain, his moral high ground, he, he keeps the same energy. Well, that and flying. And lasers but, out of his eyes. <laughs> and the alien origin. Yeah. He keeps the same fucking energy. For more or less words, he tries not to live the life of a hypocrite. I don't know. He didn't tell Tony that Bucky killed his parents. But that's, that's neither here nor there. So after Hayward eggs on Wanda to basically break into the facility and I guess try. Now, okay, this is the question that I had. Do you think that Hayward staged the deconstruction of Vision for Wanda to see? No, I think that was going on already. Like Hayward said himself, they've done it countless times. So I think that was in a process of going on already. But when Wanda got there, Hayward seen it as an opportunity. I think Hayward knew about what he needed to do to resurrect Vision without knowing it at that point. Like, I think he knew Wanda was the key, but he didn't know how far... Yeah. He had to, he had to take that, that key. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. like he ain't know how much of Wanda he actually needed. Like, I think we can all agree, he kind of inceptioned the idea of resurrecting him in her head, and we all thought she took the dead body and resurrected. No, she literally manifested that shit. All right, yeah, I was, I was on the fence with that because of the insinuating the resurrection. I was like, wait, does he know more than he's letting on? Or, but all right, it, it's, it's not, he's not Mephisto. All right, so... He breaks the glass. She breaks the glass, goes down there. They've got guns drawn and Hayward tells them to stand down. She goes to his head. She touches him. And I think this is the saddest line in the entire episode. She says, I can't feel you. Oh, and, that made me cry right there. You know, that's that's tough because in Infinity War, the last thing that he says to her before he dies is all I can feel is you. So this is, this is, I mean, I feel like I've been saying it all season that, that this, it gets you. It's a tragic love story. It's a tragic love story. Of, I can't make fun of Buck with Marvel Studios shows anymore because it's, it's got me tearing up now. Bro, like, seriously, at, I, I was already feeling sentimental throughout the entire episode, but at that point when she was like, I can't feel him anymore. Like, and I was like, I literally started tearing up like, like, this is sad. Like, this is hurting me. Like, this is literally pouring at every heartstring I have. And then you see that she left. Yeah. That, that left. makes it even worse. Yes. Because it's like, she didn't even take the fucking body. Take his body. She, she yeah, was going, so, like, I'm going to eat this. So there's two things I want to touch on. In Infinity War, when, when the Dark Order are coming for the stones, and the Mind Stones kind of give a vision like a warning signal, he asked Wanda to, can you check it out? Can you see what you can do? And she, she, she touches it. She's like, all I feel is you. It's, it's, 
it's more than an actual touch, you know, like how we touch our loved ones in the face as, as signs of affection. It, it, it's, I feel like it's like a, a finger, a fingerprint. Yes. Wanda's, Wanda's magic, Wanda's abilities mixed with a Mind Stone leaves a certain fingerprint. Same thing with um, something that um, Bruce Banner said, that Vision is an overlay of multiple relays. It's an yeah. overlay of Bruce, Tony, and Ultron, and Jarvis. And the Mind Stone, and then that makes vision. So she can feel it. Is it all I feel is you? Because she senses vision's fingerprint. This is going to be important because of my theory. I got a spoiler theory, but I'll get to that at the end of this, what I'm about to say. Super sad scene. The other thing I want to touch on is the doctored footage. Now, if you notice, they only showed that doctored footage to one person. Well, I take that back. They only showed that doctored footage to that early sword team with Spectrum yeah. in the room. They knew they had to gain favor with all these people who are who were, what did, what did they call Darcy? A uh, uh, superhero su- uh, sympathizer? Yeah. They had to get gain favor. So instead of having people feel like we're sword uh, investigating and potentially attacking an Avenger, they had to make it look like we're sword potentially attacking a weapon of mass destruction. Yes. Like, they, had, they were painting themselves in the right light. Now, the thing that I wanted to touch on about the fingerprint, I have a theory. My theory is, no one said this yet. I was looking on the internet. I think the way that you save vision going forward is the hex vision, Ooh. his fingerprint, the fingerprint of Wanda is, of, is going to be incorporated, put into, transmutated, whatever you want to call it, into white vision. We were wondering how vision is going to make it out of the hex. I think that's how it's done. You take the mind, basically the, the mental uh, mind stone manipulation that Wanda did and you make it so you can inject it into the physical body of white vision and we get the vision back. So I just came up with a theory about, your, about everything you were talking about. All right. So when we see Spider-Man Far From Home, that is how, how many months after the snap? Eight. Eight months? Eight months. All right, so when we finally see Nick Fury, he's in sword doing his thing. This is like three weeks after the snap, three, four weeks after the snap. Uh, WandaVision is three weeks after the snap. Yeah, three weeks after the snap. So is this why Nick Fury has to take over sword because Tyler Hayward lost control? That's crossed my mind. I've also thought that maybe this is how Abigail Brand becomes the director of sword. I have another theory, just like they did in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the real S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for that one season. I think S.W.O.R.D. might have splintered. I think the S.W.O.R.D. that we know with the Abigail Brink and the aliens and the scroll are under Fury's command, almost in a secret capacity. And the government-led S.W.O.R.D. that Maria Rambeau and Monica Rambeau built got splintered off to the Senian weapon observation uh, division. So I think we're, we're dealing with two swords. I don't know. We mm. did that in Agents uh, of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's, that's, yeah, that's like copy and paste. I don't want to see that. Yo, I can't man, see why you're doing that. There's a structure that works, man. They love following structure. Uh, like, I like the idea of Tyler Hayward going fucking off the chains, and they're like, yo, all right, we need somebody more sane and more reliable that we can trust to run sword. And then they call Nick Fury in. I like that. <laughs> he comes yeah. around the corner and shit. <laughs> no. yeah. 
Who's calling Fury? Fury's dead. Who knows Fury's still alive? He I, died in Winter Soldier. Fury never died. What are you talking about? Exactly, but the world thinks he's dead. I mean, who's, who's calling Fury? It's Nick Fury, bro. People know he's alive. Come All on. right, it's let Nick. me ask you this: besides, besides Infinity War and the end credit where he's on the street, who knows he's who knows he who knows who he is and who knows he's alive? Who knows but, who he is? I think people know who he is. I don't. I don't think he's like just some because he was the director of a, of a huge government organization. Like, like if people knew who the FBI director is, I think they would know who Nick Fury is. It's people know him. Yeah, you're right. People, people know. Yeah, the FBI so, director. Yeah, so I think I think people know Fury's alive at this point. But as long as it's just Hayward and it's not the entire organization, I'm fine with that. I can't have the whole thing be corrupt. Like. Come on, we've done this before. We don't need to do that. Right, shit. we have. But he's a project lead, just like in Hydra. We talked about this, just like in Hydra, where there's project leads for every corner of whatever the fuck they were working on. He could. He's the director, but right now he's the he's the lead on this hex project and vision project. So we may meet other project heads, just like we may meet Evil Scroll. So project, he's running sword. What do you mean, project director? He's running the shit. Was Strucker? Was Strucker what running Hydra? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Was was the guy with the Hydra God running it? Was Ooh. the guy with the Ovilus running it? Right. Uh, listen, listen, listen. I'm just saying. That just shit saying. don't exist, all right? <laughs> shit don't exist, all right? Oh, <laughs> uh, we got to talk about it like we talk about the Netflix niggas now? Hey, man, look. That, that's the world we live in now. Right? Uh, in Feige, we trust. Damn, I'm saying it now. <laughs> Yo, I've been trying to get Daryl to say that forever. <laughs> yeah, hell five, full of grace. It's recorded now. Hell five, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Daryl, you know it sucks? Daryl's like the one below none when it comes to the editing, so that's going to get edited out. <laughs> Snip, snip. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're never going to have him say that. Like, Yo, Daryl, you said it before. Her. Like, yeah. And find you we trust. Shoot. Sorry, we just gotta make it so that there's things you can't cut. Like the intro, just be like, <laughs> oh, remember <laughs> Daryl when you said that in Find You We Trust? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be no. doing the intro myself yep. on the next yep. episode. Yep. <laughs> 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 the video ain't gonna come out tomorrow, it's gonna come out Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> He's going, all right, I need some more time. It's, it's just him. He just edited us out. Snip, snip. Yeah, what do you guys think? Good, good. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. And he just goes. <laughs> I feel like that's how all the podcasts are edited. I mean, pretty much are. Like so, <laughs> so Wanda leaves the sword headquarters, and in, in, I'm guessing it's Florida, and takes her ass up to North Jersey. We find out Westview is a real town in Earth 1999. And Vision had a house, a, a, a plot of land. And he wrote on there to grow old together. Vision mm-hmm. ain't shit. He's just like every nigga out there selling these bitches pipe drink. Because he's <laughs> old. Like, what is he doing? He brought her he that growing old. old and die. And then he's going to go out and do whatever the fuck he wants. Vision's a trip. But as the, as she she sits in the plot and, and cries hysterically. Sad um, as fuck. Sad as fuck. With the, the heart around it with the V. 2800 Sherwood Lane, Westview, New Jersey. We see Wanda fall to her knees. We see chaos magic emanate from her and create her house. And then we see another burst come out and then just just wrap up the entire town. 
And then inside the house, we see what we suspected uh, from trailers in the beginning, the creation of Vision. That shit was crazy. Like you said earlier, we see the uh, Mind Stone juice flowing out of her and bringing him back online to life. I'm sorry to quote Hayward. Um, it was wild. It was wild. All types of implications for that going forward. If she's doing it. But these things don't exist outside of the hex. So even if she puts hex vision inside a white vision, what the hell is she putting her kids into? I don't know, man. Like, her kids, she don't have any power over, so they could be manifested for real. Well, she there's no Mephisto. There's no, there's no overarching demon. So someone would have to get pretty broken to do that like, power move. To save prime the example, right, if the kids weren't real, what use would Agnes have to, like, dangle them in front of her? She don't know that yet. She's using her misconception of, like, I feel like Agatha showed her everything. And in it, she expected Wanda to be like, oh, so this is all fake. But seeing how she did it and she still was asking for her kids, she's like, okay, well, I can get more out of you. Like, mm-hmm. She's like, oh, this bitch think they real? Yeah, she's still stuck on it. I just told her the I truth. No, let me milk this. I think the kids possibly may be real. Like, I'm, I'm holding on to that hope. I don't think Disney will do that to us. But who knows? It is Disney. I, I don't know. I don't think anybody is 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 well. She's dangling in front of her because Wanda is still committed to them. Like that's why she's doing that shit. Wanda just seen her entire the entire story. Like she just knew that she's created this. So like at that point, you got to have some knowledge that all right, this is a fake a fake world that I just created. But for some odd fucking reason, them kids and that goes back to what we what we talked about in the early episodes. Where Agnes is telling, like, yo, you, should, you do it for the kids. Like, it's somehow they're, I, I have a feeling that they're real. Like, they are, they were manifested. Yeah, you just made me think of something. Because if she did create not a dead body vision, but if she did create uh, a hex magic mindstone vision, and anytime she looks at it, what it really is, and it mirrors the dead vision, that vision might be able to procreate in the hex so that these manifestations, yeah, no, these manifestations could be legitimate hex creations just because the father is a hex creation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though they don't grow like regular kids, even though they're kind of breaking the rules of the hex by talking to the audience and doing, being able to do these things, they still may be in some type of crazy hex physics alive. But that doesn't mean that want like when when Agatha was like, oh yeah, I, I did transmit uh, transmutation or whatever to that Pietro. I didn't expect you to believe me. I think she expected Wanda to be like, wait a minute, did you ever do that again? Like with my kids? And Agatha probably would have been like, yeah, of course I have. You know, you can't have kids. Wanda, uh, Vision's not a real boy. And that she, since she didn't get it, what me and Daryl was saying of, of Agatha dangling them in front of her, because I think that's going to be the next big reveal. It's like, oh, by the way, these kids you're fighting so hard for, guess what? There's a reason they're not in the trailer after what we've seen. Blah, both of them, done. <laughs> turn, turn, turns them both to pigeons or some shit. Like, blah, transmutation. And, and scratchy. Yeah, and feeds the scratchy. Yo, yo, word up. <laughs> and that's your that's your big snap moment where because I still don't see it. 
Right, but I still don't see it. They were saying how Wanda's supposed to be the villain. And she made a nod to her feeling like she's the villain, but she hasn't done villainous shit. She hasn't done really anything in this whole in this whole show. So I don't I don't know where they're going with that. See, nah, that's that's the matter of perception, whole the perception thing. Because you look at what's going on outside the dome and what Tyler Hayward is portraying, she's the villain. The doctor so, footage is the only villainous shit we've seen her do, really. Yeah. And even as the audience, we were misdirected. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when we see the whole story, we know she ain't do nothing villainous, but it's perception. Everyone isn't seeing what we're seeing. And with everything up to speed, Agatha has all the answers she needs. Holding the twins captive, she tells Wanda that she is uh, using chaos magic and that she's supposed to be a myth of being capable of spontaneous creation and tells her that she is the Scarlet Witch. So we finally get the name drop. All right. Is Wanda a mutant? Yeah, she is. The idea that she was a baby before typical... Uh, mutation uh, acknowledgement around prepubescent when people go into uh, when children uh, go into the pubescent forms and 13 years old, 15 years old, shit like that, where they become uh, adults and go through pu- uh, puberty. She did it before that. Is she a mutant? In the comics, she is. Have they shown us anything? In the comics, mm. she is not. Well, current comics, she's not. She was. Um, is she MCU? Have they shown us anything? Have they given us any nods? I'm going to... I know what the answer is, but I'll play devil's advocate and say no. Not yet. Not now. Nothing Nothing we've seen now has to do with her mutations. Okay. This This is... this is Okay. These were two questions that I had. And I think we touched on one of them. This episode explains... Kind of, sort of, explains how Wanda got her powers. Right? She was a witch already. Touched the Mind Stone. Boom. She's she's the Scarlet Witch, whatever. That doesn't explain Pietro. How did he survive? It's okay. gotta be it's it's gotta be an X gene. Yeah, it has to be. Like that's why I'm saying like she's a, she she's a mutant. Yeah, because that they, I agree with. I agree with that that uh, logic. Yeah, they they gotta explain Pietro. And the other question that I had. This is. Purely speculative. After uh, Wanda gets the Westview and she, we see her create everything. That's three weeks after Endgame, correct? Yeah. All right. So she was alive to experience a snap, right? Yeah. So yeah. could that snap have possibly boosted her powers? I think her, her powers are already on steroids. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't that have came up in Agatha's Mind trip? Nah, it wasn't a traumatic experience. She was only going through trauma. Yeah, but a, a giant war against Thanos didn't make the list either. That's not personal trauma. She ain't worried about that. She Wanda ain't worried about that shit. She's past all that. Why would why would Agatha take Wanda to the Endgame? I would say uh, she wouldn't. But at the same time, if we're talking about traumatic shit and a snap, the the last snap that Tony does awakens something, you you think it would be a reference point? From what I've taken from the show so far, that the Mind Stone just put her on steroids. Like, I don't think the snap did anything to her. Like, she already, from what we've been told, she already had, like, creation magic, like, the power from the, the Big Bang. So, it's like, she's already at that point. So, I don't think she needed anything more than that. Okay. All right. I mean, I only say that in response to something that you said a couple episodes ago, where right. she hasn't exhibited any 
thing like this and, and, and we need a reason behind that but at the same time we've never seen her she just freaked out and we just seen her freak out in this episode so this is where her powers is basically losing control but we've seen her go boss level when she's fighting Thanos right I mean that ain't this yeah it ain't this but at the same time she always mentions like I don't know how this was done I don't know like I was on a perception that somebody else was on, did it. Like, I'm like, yo, Wanda doesn't know what's going on. Someone else did it. But now we find out that, yeah, it really was her who did this. So West, Westfield. She just lost it. Like, she freaked out. She was, it was, it, it was emotional. Like, she goes to the house that she was supposed to grow old and with vision, and she breaks down. Like, everything she knows, she lost. Everything she knows that she loves, she lost. And she breaks down. Word. So every power she had just manifested at one moment. She never learned to control her power. She never she was never taught properly. Just like when um Agnes saying, like, yo, you don't know these room matches, like these room, these room spells, protection spells, like this is simple stuff. Like Wanda was never taught anything. So it's like when she uses powers, it's just for her, it's just natural. So I don't, yeah, I don't think Snap did anything more. So I think she was already at that point. I just want to touch on something uh, Sean just said about the Thanos fight. If Wanda was able to do this and successfully take on and potentially almost defeat Thanos single-handedly, then what the hell do you think she's going to do to Agatha when she gets her hands on her? Bro. Um, I think White Vision versus Hex Vision visually is not going to be too crazy. Can't really go too far from that, but Agatha versus Wanda—they're gonna have to OP Agatha pretty high for for that fight to look good. The only thing that I can think of is it's taking its toll, and this isn't confirmed. They they haven't shown us this, but holding the hex dome open and holding it where it is is taking its toll on Wanda and draining her energy wise, so that Agatha could have a more equal and fair fight. Because if you go Quicksilver, fake Quicksilver versus Spectrum, Agatha versus Wanda, and then Vision versus Vision, and then with Sword as a backdrop, as cannon fodder, basically, I can see the head of Sword just going, oh, kind of like in Age of Ultron, where where, uh, Claw's men are like, who do we shoot at? Shoot all of them! I can see Sword being like, who do we shoot at? Shoot all of them! And then we get Chaos as a backdrop, but they really have to do something to match this fight up because I don't know why Wanda, they're outside. There's no there's no uh, special magic protecting her this time. So I don't see why Wanda wouldn't just blow that little witch out of the sky. Facts. Like, I ain't think about that. So that's facts. Like They're not inside the house no more. There's no room. <laughs> there's no special rooms or spells to protect you unless Agnes is smart and just plant shit around the town. Yeah, but, but other than that, it's like, yo, Wanda. She did the she did the BVS uh the BVS fight where this nigga <laughs> Bruce got booby traps all over the fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> like Wanda, you should mop the floor with her ass now. Like I don't know, it should be interesting. Um, post credit scene, White Vision. Hayward was lying. We got the White Vision. I like the White Vision because isn't that comic book accurate? Then we have White Vision. Yeah, White Vision is comic book accurate and and. Like what I'm getting from this whole series now that we're in the eighth episode, how we were talking before, House of M, House of M, House of M. Mm. What it looks like this series is it's a combination of a couple different stories. Mm. You have the the 
well, the 12 issue 80s Vision and Scarlet Witch series where they go through her pregnancy and their marriage. Then you have West Coast Avengers where the whole Agatha babysitting the kids and the kids disappear. And then you have what's called Vision Quest where Immortus um, basically takes the Vision's body, deconstructs him, Wanda finds him, they put him together and he's white and he's not the same vision that Wanda remembers. He's, he's emotionless. I think he basically straight up tells like the kids, I'm not your father, that dude that um, who, who, you know, you guys look to and he raised y'all. I'm not him. He's like real cold. Like, but that's pretty much what he was. I want to say for like a good 15 years that's what the white vision is it's an allusion to that instead of it being a mortis they're using sword which makes more sense in this universe um but all right like it, it looks and i was we was talking about this earlier in the season we were saying how you know this looks like movie quality shit white vision is that's tv all right <laughs> that's, that's why this shit is on disney plus and not in the movie theater <laughs> Like, that white white vision looked dusty, bro. That yeah. shit looked chalky as fuck. Yeah, like there's even scenes in the Mandalorian where I'm like, oh, this is TV. Like, and and this was the scene in this series where I was like, this is clearly television. Like, come on, look at this guy. He could look way better if, but they could put all the money into the finale. You gotta pick it. You gotta pick and choose where you're spending your money at, man. Right. You're right. Like that Infinity War ending. <laughs> you talking about Banner and the Hulkbuster? Banner and the, and the Hulkbuster. Oh, man. <laughs> and Rocket, the way Rocket's it's, just sitting there. It's like Game of Thrones. It's like, yo, they made episode, season eight, episode four, dark as hell, because it's like, yo, we got to figure out where we're spending our money at. We can't let people, <laughs> we can't throw people out of the moment. If it's dark, they won't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, but probably true. <laughs> it is true. It's facts. It's like, yo. If it's dark, they won't know what's going on. They don't know. They don't That's know. funny. Just, yeah. just, it was just, literally a bunch of noise and a bunch of sounds. I'm sorry, baby. It was a bunch of noise and a bunch of sounds going on. You're like, yo, I can't see a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just figured that uh, I didn't watch the show long enough to understand. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess guys are used to this shit. Yeah, that's how it always. No, I didn't get that to yeah. live, man. <laughs> when Dan and Dave got when Dan and Dave got past the source material, I was like, all right. You you don't have got a creative from bone in your damn body. <laughs> oh yeah, they suck. So we're talking about going forward. Where is this show taking us? What? And I have a feeling that though we want House of M, though we want Spider Verse, though we want, I think what we're really gonna get are the characters from the show going forward. Like I I can see White Vision going down that thread to Young Avengers, and I can see Agatha going down that thread to Multiverse, and I can see uh, Spectrum. Because she's already confirmed going down her thread to Captain Marvel too, and I can so, see. So, so are we throwing shit on the wall? Yeah, right now. Let's, let's all right, yeah, all the right. Then, then let's keep it going. Yeah, I can see the director of Sword going down to Secret Invasions. You know, the idea yeah. that he might be a scroll. Who knows? Yeah. No one said that shit yet. Tyler I would Hayward's be the dying. first thing on the internet saying it. Tyler Hayward's dying. Like he, he ain't going no further than this. That nigga is scroll. All right, yeah, that's your goal. I'm throwing my poop on the wall and saying he's dying. Well, what y'all got for the finale? Y'all got anything specific? Or... Right. We haven't got the scene yet from the trailers where Vision and Wanda stand, stand um, back to chest and Vision and Wanda saying, this is our home. We got to protect it. Vision's like, yeah, we do. 
So we haven't got that scene yet. We're going to get that in the next episode. So at some point, she's going to get away from Agnes. We know this. Um, next episode, we don't need answers so, anymore. We just need a big-ass fight, big-ass conflict, and uh, they already set it up. They could just close on that. They don't really have to give us anything, guys. I think, I think, I think we want too much. How long do we think next episode is going to be? Because this was the longest episode by far. Reportedly, it's 50 minutes. So it's basically 11 minutes shy of what would be six hours. Nah, nah, they got to do a lot for me to be happy with the ending. I can't, I'm not just going to take whatever Marvel Studios sends me. Nah, absolutely not. You just said, um, hey, you we trust. Why you we trust? That, that was an accident. No, don't try to take, still take backs. Uh, throwing shit on the wall, I think, um, Agatha taking her mother's pendant and the whole, all right, in, in, in previous episode, Monica's whole code opening, I was like, all right, it's very cool, but what does it do for this story? I had the same feeling with, with um, Agatha's scene in this episode, but when she picked up the brooch and the way this episode ends, I think that Agatha is going to give Wanda the shot that her mother never gave her. I think that she's going to try to take on that mentorship role. Even then, the way she went about shit still doesn't make sense to me. I don't know, because in comics, like, want, doesn't want to kill Agatha? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, after she finds out that she she mind-wiped her about knowledge of her kids. Mm. She blinks her out of existence. She's like, you got to go. Which is something that could definitely happen. If you're, oh, looking, yeah. for, if you're looking for a nice bow on this, yeah. her saying, fuck out of here, and Agatha moving <laughs> might be the easiest way of doing it. Like a limit, yeah. Agatha could be eliminated. Period. Um, but yeah, she she definitely trains her in the comics. It's not until years later, after Wanda shows up, that she runs into Agatha, and Agatha basically takes her under her wing and shows her how to use magic. But I kind of think that Agatha may. Well, do we think that at the end of this whole thing that Wanda's going with Stephen Strange? No. Yeah. Not anymore. No, we still, we still need a huge guest parent. So whoever that is. No, I, I think I think we got misdirected, man. Uh, we were looking for this huge overarching universe show, but they just said they just laid groundwork. I don't think I don't think she goes for much further from here. She could blink Agatha out of existence, and the hex could collapse in on her after a huge battle. And we can see some real implications now. If that causes a rift in time and space, that would be dope. But we haven't seen Sword come up even close to neutralizing her. Like, I, how strong could White Vision really be? Like, he's, it's not like he got the Mind Stone with him. It's not like he got some secret weapon that could, you know, take everybody out in the hex. So, I mean, no, they haven't earned it. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just going to read something Kevin Feige said about concerning WandaVision. And, and thus far in these eight episodes, has it lived up to it? All right. He says, in many ways, the show is fun, funny, somewhat scary, and will have repercussions for the entire future phase four of the MCU. In these episodes, have we gotten that? Has, has, have they delivered yet? Thus far, I can say no. Like, well, it's been fun, funny. It's been sad, like sad. But have we seen anything that would be repercussions going forward, aside from like Monica? I'm gonna say yes. It's it's the hex. 
the hex, the, the hex can grow, the hex can change people, and it can change people's DNA. Uh, the hex. All right. True. True. Word. Word. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe, leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. Follow us at the Spirit Hero Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think that's all we're on right now. We'll be on other things soon and we'll be sharing pictures and posts and all types of fun stuff. But those five star reviews are the most important things. If you're subscribed to the show, if you're listening, do subscribe, leave those five star reviews. They really uh, help us figure out which direction we want to take the show and going forward. And if you want to join the conversation, hit us up in the comment section, hit the like. Uh, we're looking to talk to you guys. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like, if we're completely wrong or completely right. Eventually we will get a discord and things are definitely going to go down. <laughs> but until then, episode eight of the one below none. I'm Daryl. I'm Sean. And I'm the winner. Soto. All right. We'll see y'all next week for the finale of WandaVision. Yeah.